0: We still got people coming.
1: We are happy to have you here as we come together in faith and unity. FCA has been a great part of my first year at high school, and I am thankful that you are here to not only witness the impact that FCA has on our school and community, but to be inspired by the testimony of one of our recent graduates, Parker Bird. Let us begin this special evening with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to gather here tonight. Thank you for bringing us together with grateful hearts and eager spirits. Thank you for this opportunity to come together as a community of believers, to worship you, and to seek your guidance and presence. Lord, we ask for your presence to be with us throughout this evening. Open our hearts to listen and our eyes to see things as you would have us see them. May the songs we sing, the prayers we offer, and the testimony we hear be pleasing to your ears and draw us closer to you. May your love and mercy shine through us as we seek to follow the example of our Savior, Jesus Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.
2: Okay. Hey, everybody. My name is Madison Dixon. I'm a junior at Scotland High School. If you will please stand. We're going to do the Competitor's Creed. Okay. If you will go along with me. I am a Christian first and last. I am created in the likeness of God Almighty to bring Him glory. I am a member of Team Jesus Christ. I wear the colors of the cross. I am a competitor now and forever. I am made to strive, to strain, to stretch, and to succeed in the arena of competition. I am a Christian competitor and as such, I face my challenger with the face of Christ. I do not trust in myself. I do not boast in my abilities or believe in my own strength. I rely solely on the power of God. I compete for the pleasure of my Heavenly Father, the honor of Christ, and the reputation of the Holy Spirit. My attitude on and off the field is above reproach. My conduct beyond criticism. Whether I am preparing, practicing, or playing, I submit to God's authority and those he has put over me. I respect my coaches, officials, teammates, and competitors out of respect for the Lord. My temple, oh, my body is the temple of Jesus Christ. I protect it from within and without. Nothing enters my body that does not honor the living God. My sweat is an offering to my master. My soreness is a sacrifice to my savior. I give my all, all of the time. I do not give up, I do not give in, I do not give out. I am the Lord's warrior, a competitor by conviction and a disciple of determination. I am confident beyond reason because my confidence lies in Christ. The results of my efforts must result in his glory. Let the competition begin. Let the glory be God's. And if you'll remain standing for the colors, please.
3: through the perilous fight, or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rockets wrecked, and the bombs bursting in air. Gave still there in no oh, say does that star spangled bear
4: So, good evening everybody. Good evening. My name's Tim. I'm the senior pastor here at Northview. So glad to have y'all here. Glad to be hosting this event tonight. This is not a Northview event. This is a this is a regional event tonight, right? How many of y'all love FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes? I do. I believe in what they're doing. I believe in what preacher Paul is doing all over the area here. Uh, I'm also blessed to have my man, Mr. Joe Murphy, Coach Murphy, from Marlborough County. Y'all show it up. <laughs> and uh, being a, a growing up boy of McCall, South Carolina, come back home here two and a half years ago. It's good to have a whole line back there with Coach Murphy. Love you guys and all the other folks. We love Laurensburgs. We love Scotland. We love Richmond. Come on, you got to love them to get to heaven, right? And say, well, I love you with the love of the Lord. But anyway, let's get on back to being spiritual here, all right? We love hope. We believe we want God to do something in our entire region, not just in Laurenburg, not in Scotland. We want God to do it all over. For God so loved the that he gave his only begotten so that whosoever believes in him should not but have Come on, will we really believe that? If you do, give God a praise and thank him for including you in that tonight. <laughs> Let me say this quickly. The restrooms, all right, these middle doors, the middle doors, excuse me, are blocked off. The two side exits at the back, the reason they're marked off, I can't even talk now. Must be layover from that nap I had today. Did anybody else have a good Sunday nap today? <laughs> Woo, Yes. So, if you go out those side doors, or you can go out this door and go back, the restrooms, ladies and men's, are over there. There's a water fountain there. There's also out these doors right here. If you go out there in the immediate right, you'll see men's room, ladies' room. There's a water fountain out there as well. So, if you need to go, that's a good thing. But the reason the middle doors, I really can talk. The reason the middle doors are marked off is because we are live streaming this service tonight. We want people that could not be here to be able to see archived or live. We want to welcome them. So would you put your hands together and welcome the online congregation tonight. So we believe the same atmosphere of the Holy Spirit the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead and that, that now dwells in our mortal bodies. We believe what God is gonna say and do in this place, that same power can be felt in homes, hospital rooms, traveling down the road in a car. We want that same atmosphere who, with whoever's watching this live. Somebody say amen to that. Yes. Now, ushers, if y'all would come on down here because what we're gonna do now is we're gonna give you an opportunity to give tonight And this offering is going straight to FCA. And I'm sure preacher Paul may share something with y'all later on. The amazing number of Bibles that have been given out is incredible. Okay? So, what we're going to do is we're going to let you, if you want to write a check, you can make it out to NHM. Down at the bottom, you can put for FCA. And we're going to be sure that... Fellowship of Christian Athletes gets everything and we want to bless them indeed. How many of y'all really believe Fellowship of Christian Athletes is making a difference? All right, I'm gonna ask you if you're able to stand. And uh, guys, are y'all going down the aisle? You are? Okay, then they're gonna go down the aisle and pass the bags to you. And if you don't mind, I'm gonna go ahead and pray over this offering right now. Would you bow your head with me? Holy Spirit, we thank you that you have blessed us indeed. God, I speak protection as I was praying over these folks earlier today and over this service that we're having right now. God, I was praying protection that the enemy would throw no kind of distraction or hindrance in the way of what you want to do in people's hearts and minds tonight. And God, I ask you right now to speak clearly and concisely as to what you would have people to give financially the fellowship of Christian athletes. We thank you tonight, Lord God, for life and life more abundantly through Jesus Christ. That God, we would stand up as Paul said in Romans chapter one, that we are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. So Lord, I ask you to touch every heart, every mind, every body. God, I ask you that you would cause us to have a spirit of generosity tonight to give abundantly. And we shall, according to the law of sowing and reaping, we shall reap abundantly. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen. 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 All right, the ushers are gonna make their way down the aisles toward you guys. And uh, we just ask you to give generously tonight.
5: my words so short I've got nothing new and how could I express all my gratitude I could sing these songs as I often do but every song must end, and you never do. So I throw up my hands and praise you again and again. Because all that I hear But I'm nothing else fit for a king Except for a heart singing Hallelujah Hallelujah Come on, sing this out So come on, my soul Oh, don't you get shallow Don't you I'm going to ask my youth group to come on and join me up on the stage. If you'll give them a hand as they come. They're a little bit nervous tonight. And We're going to lead you guys to some worship. So if you would, just let's get in the atmosphere of worship and just let the Lord do what he wants to do. We're about to hear an awesome testimony here in just a minute. So let's just uh, get ready for that with A few songs, guys. Let's just worship, all right?
6: That's another one Get up, get up, get up, get up up out of that grave.
0: Come
5: through. And I
6: know you'll come through. This mountain is moving. I fix my eyes on you, and if you said it you'll do it because you are God, no matter outcome is always the same. The words on the pages, the promise you made us, still have the final say. say. say, say. And you will make a way.
5: So we're singing
0: Let's praise the Lord in this house tonight. I don't know about you. When I'm somewhere on a Sunday night, there's a bunch of young people, I get excited. And that wasn't a very good praise offering for my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You may be seated. At this time, I want to introduce the principal at Scotland High School, uh, a big, big supporter of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. She loves the Lord, so please give a warm welcome to Miss Laura Bailey.
7: Good evening. I'm very proud to be the principal of Scotland High School, and I'm so excited to get to tell you a little bit tonight about the impact that FCA has on our school on our community, on surrounding communities, as you've heard. Um, I want to tell you that I met Preacher Paul 12 years ago uh, when we first got to Laurenburg, and he stopped me in the parking lot behind Pate Stadium, and he says, you know, he told me who he was, and he gave me his phone number. He says, if you need anything, you call me. You know, a lot of people in your life are going to tell you that. They're going to say, if you need something, call me. Uh, But what I've learned over the last 12 years is that when Preacher Paul says it, he absolutely means it. Um, And, you know, I I got to witness what his ministry uh, did through my role as Richard's wife. And, you know, I got to see what it did for football players. Uh, But since I've been the principal at Scotland for, you know, the last six months, I've gotten to kind of see that in in a different um, light. And I want you to know that the, the donations that you just gave don't just help student athletes. Um, they help students, they help families. Uh, when I call, he answers. And if I say I need help for a child, never once has he said, what sport do they play? Or why do they need help? He just helps. Um, and I'm so proud to know him and when I accepted the position, as the principal at Scotland, he was one of the first people to call me, obviously. And, you know, his first thing was, I'm praying for you. And, um, <laughs> and, and I know that he does. I feel those prayers. I know that he prays for me every day. And the second thing he said was, I want to revive FCA at Scotland High School. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. Um, Friday mornings, we meet with FCA at 6.50 That's really early, for teenagers especially. Uh, But I'm very, very, those mornings just fill my soul. And even after difficult weeks, to be able to be with young people who want to gather in fellowship and worship God, that's really hard to do as a young person these days. And I see a lot of educators in the audience, and you guys know as educators, that our jobs now are so much more than just teaching children. We have to deal with so many things on a daily basis, and to be able to have FCA in in our school is just such a blessing. And I want to say thank you to our FCA um, faculty. I know I see Meg Johnson, Coach Malpass. I see Kelsey Smith, or Morris, I'm sorry. I don't know if Dawson Shelley's here, but Dawson joins us every Friday morning. Um, And I'm also gonna put him on the spot, but I am so thankful. And one of the reasons I took this job was because of who I get to work for every day. And I'm proud to work for a man who not only supports me, but he joins us a lot of Friday mornings. And our superintendent, Dr. Adel Baldwin, is with us. So this just tells you a little bit about Preacher Paul. I don't know if anybody knew this or not yesterday, but yesterday was his birthday. And so for him to spend the time on his, the weekend that he should be celebrating him and we should be celebrating him, and he's just giving back and he's pouring into our community, says a lot about what type of person he is. And so I just want you to know This ministry, his ministry, his calling, this is a work of love for Paul Lemon, and I can't count the number of children he's fed, the number of families he's helped feed. Because if we tell him, hey, so-and-so needs groceries, they don't have food in their house, you tell me where to take them. I can't tell you how many people he's allowed to still have power on in their homes, because if there is a need with one of our students, he understands that... That is his mission, um, and I am so thankful to work with him. I'm so thankful to call him a friend, and I'm very, very, very thankful for what he and FCA do for our students, and not just in Scotland County, in all the surrounding counties, because he has made that his mission as well, as to get FCA um, into as many places as he possibly can. So thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'll pay you later. (laughs) You know, you saw in the video what we did in 2023 and a lot of you know, a lot of you prayed for me and I was sort of, uh, Coach Malpass never said that I was out. He always said I was on injured reserve. And uh, so I was on injured reserve for about four months. But in spite of that, uh, our totals since we started this ministry, we've given out 22,242 Bibles. And when I tell you this, this number, uh, you better get a little bit more excited because 9,727 commitments to Jesus Christ. Yeah, all that stuff you heard about what we do is great. And I'm just going to be very honest with you. I've not done nothing. I had a meeting in this church right at that door in the music room with that lady right there and her husband. That was shortly after a guy named James Payne. I knew that I was going to go to a church and preach, and I was set for that. But I was standing right over there. She was playing the piano, I reckon, back then. He said... You're going to be called to the ministry, but it's not going to be the pulpit ministry. God's going to call you to a ministry that you will impact this community that nobody will ever, ever, ever think about. And then her husband asked me to start praying for the football team. I did a devotion about pray, read your Bible, and go to church. A young man came up to me and said, I don't have a Bible. And that shocked me. That really shocked me that someone did not have a Bible. Well, then I found out there was a lot of people right here in Scotland, Robertson, that didn't have a Bible. So I went to a local businessman he said, "I'll get twelve people." He was not even saved at the time, but he got twelve people to give a hundred dollars. And I don't know if you knew it, but even back then, that lovely wife of mine started checking on prices of Bibles. And I would just tell you that anytime you're in the ministry, if you don't have a strong wife and a strong partner, and that's my strong wife and my strong partner. Back So we, gave, we got 200 Bibles for $1,200, $6 a piece. God was already working. We got to buy one, get one free deal. <laughs> so we gave the Bibles out to the football team. We were at a JV game, and I was sitting in my chair where I do a lot of times on Thursday night. And the cheerleaders came up to me and said, Preacher Paul, we are mad at you. I said, "Wow, it's pretty bad." I can get my wife mad at me, but now I, I can get the cheerleaders mad at me. So we gave the cheerleader bibles. Well, as I told you, that two hundred is turned into twenty-two. I want to say thank you. If you're a coach, I want you to stand up. If you're a coach, stand up. I've recognized most of you but if you haven't got a coach's Bible please come by the table and get one everything on the table is free if you need a Bible get one please get one if you don't have one of our Bibles and you think your Bible is outdated or something all Bibles are Bibles but we want you to have one our Bible's got devotions in the back but I think I've taught long enough so at this time Will you stand to your feet and welcome number 16 from East Carolina University, the second baseman, Parker Bird?
8: and Daryl Strawberry came out to talk, and it was a great message, he talked about his, his, um, his abuse with some drugs and all of his rehab and stuff like that, and how he really went to a mountaintop, to a very deep valley, and how the only thing that saved him was God. And um, that night, me and a couple other people, probably about 15, uh, decided to give our life to Christ. And so... <clears throat> So that that was six years ago, and now today, um, I am about to be the FCA leader at East Carolina University for all of the. Uh, but like I said, thank you guys for being here tonight. It's always great to be back. Um, two years ago, I was preparing to play my final season as a Fighting Scot. It was something I had always dreamed of as a kid. I love playing baseball with the guys I grew up with. Uh, I'm very proud of a lot of accomplishments that we, we did over our careers. Um, we won, I won the conference tournament uh, my freshman year, and then we won uh, shared the uh, regular season 3A title my senior year. Personally, I was named to the North Carolina All-State team my last two years. I was the highest ranked shortstop by a perfect game in the class of 2022 in the state of North Carolina. It was heartbreaking when we lost to East Wake my senior year in the first round of the playoffs. After the game, I cried a lot, but it wasn't for myself, it was for my teammates. For a lot of them, that was their final game. They were my teammates since we were six years old. I've loved baseball longer than I even have memories. I was hitting before I was even walking. I had a little toy that I would sit there. I would just hit the ball over and over and over. I grew up playing on every single field in this county. I spent every day in the cages, in the weight room, and even running the hill at JC Park. This place played a huge role in helping me achieve my dream. I verbally committed to East Carolina as a freshman. After graduating in June of 2022, I went off to summer school to go ahead and start school with some of the incoming freshmen at A.C.U. It was more than everything I could ever imagine. However, my goal was nowhere near finished. I was there to play shortstop for the East Carolina Pirates and help them get to the College World Series in Omaha. But Jeremiah 29, 11 says, "'For I know the plans I have for you,' declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. I was really loving what I thought God's plan was for me. My life to this point having been nothing but mountaintop after mountaintop. Zach Agnos, who was a shortstop the year before I got there, got drafted while I was at summer school. I was like, I see you, God. He was making a way for me to play very early at ECU. A lot of the local media was saying the same thing. However, the last weekend of summer school, me and a couple of my teammates decided to go to one of our teammates' river house in Bath, North Carolina. We went on the river that Friday night and had a great time. Saturday morning, I was supposed to uh, take one of my teammates back to Greenville where he was gonna help an elderly couple move some stuff. However, that morning, he got a phone call saying, hey, thank you for volunteering, but we don't need your help anymore. So we're like, hey, great, let's go back on the river. So we decided to go back out that day. I was the first person on the tube. A guy named Dixon was on the tube with me. We both fell off the first ride. We got back on again. The, the driver was then more determined to throw us off, so Dixon fell off very quickly. The driver then decided to drive a little bit more widely And then I hit a wake, flew way into the air, and I'm terrified of heights, so I decided, hey, I'm just gonna let go. So I hit the water extremely hard. I then started swimming back to the boat. I was using the rope from the tube to help me get back into the boat a little bit faster. Then the driver decided to somehow put the boat in reverse, and uh, the rope gets caught into the propeller. Well, it pushed pushed me under the boat and eventually hit both my legs and my left hand. Miles, the guy who was supposed to take the furniture back or help move the furniture, realized really quickly how severe my accident was. Him and Dixon lifted me onto the boat. My friends took off their shirts and the best they could, they tied tourniquets around my legs. 911 was called extremely quick. Our boat was unable to move because of the rope being caught into propeller. My teammates started waving down other boats for help. The first first boat stopped and they addressed the situation and the boat said, Hey, I'm sorry, we cannot help, Uh, there's a lot of blood on this scene and we have a lot of kids. But here's a first aid kit with some band-aids and my leg was far from needing uh, a (laughs) Band-Aid. So they decided to uh, throw the first aid kit into the water. Luckily, a second boat approached us. There was a nurse on this boat who addressed the situation as calmly as she could. She used some rope to tie tighter tourniquets. She helped transfer me to their boat where they got me to the marina where there was an ambulance waiting on me. At the marina, the medical staff started putting IVs in me and fluids. They quickly transferred me to the local hospital where there was a helicopter waiting to prepare to take me to ECU Health in Greenville. I was extremely close to dying. My blood pressure was extremely low, 60 over 30 to be exact. I then, on the helicopter, had an out-of-body experience. I was sitting there laying and I could watch them operate on me. I knew that if I closed my eyes, I would never wake up. The medical team on the helicopter gave me more blood products to help keep me alive. As I arrived in Greenville, they gave me more blood products before going into surgery. The surgeons were able to stop the bleeding after six long hours. They had to operate on me daily, or every other day for the first 10 days. They realized that the propeller cut a major artery in my leg, but stopped one millimeter from the sciatic, the sciatic nerve in my leg. That would have led me to have an entire leg that was non-functional. They thought initially, initially I would be okay with some extensive rehab. However, my right foot, which was never able to move during these days, turned really cold and pale. My leg that had to be amputated after the medicine and more things did not work. In 12 days, my dream of playing collegiate baseball had turned into a nightmare. I quickly fell from my mountaintop into a very deep valley. It would have been easy to ask God about our plan, you know, the one where I was starting shortstop and doing what I thought was God's plan for me. But Proverbs 19 verse 21 says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Amen. Amen. So it became our prayer and desire to use me to reveal his plan for my life. Was this easy for me? Not at all. I know I had spent so much time and energy into baseball. i often, I often put it before anything and everything. Trying to to understand his purpose takes faith. My story is a story of many miracles and a whole lot of faith. The miracles started long before the blades hit my legs. Miles, who was supposed to help uh, move the furniture, wasn't even supposed to come the first day. It was a last minute decision decision for him to do so. He is from Florida. And had a friend die in a very similar way as in my accident. So he knew what to do very quickly. The first boat not stopping led to the nurse being there. The nurse wasn't even supposed to be there in that moment. A couple had gotten into an argument and they decided hey, can you just take me back to the marina? I'm tired of him. Those two people's presence and quick response saved my life. Amen. All the time in the gym, I was in excellent physical condition. The doctor stated that saved my life as well. The propeller stopped one millimeter from my sciatic nerve. If, if it would have cut that nerve, I would have lost my entire leg. Amen. Miracle after miracle. You see, God just isn't a miracle worker in the Bible the same God who parted the waters for Moses to go through, the same God that stopped that propeller and put those people there in that morning. It didn't just stop there. After my amputation below my knee, doctors said that I would have to amputate above the knee because of all the bones and tissues dying in my knee. Two different surgeons on three different occasions told my parents that the muscles and the bones in my knees were completely dead. They were letting my upper leg heal enough in order to create a flap for my my leg. What they didn't know was that God was operating. Many people were praying for my knee to be saved. Ezekiel was asked in Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 3, Son of man, Can these bones alive, or these bones live? In which Ezekiel responded, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. That he did. God is Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Blood came back to the muscles and my bones. Without a knee, I would have had limited mobility, and it would have definitely been the end of my playing career. But God never breaks his promise. That is where my faith lies. When I was lying in the hospital bed, after my leg was amputated, I truly thought I had played my last game. I even told my mom one night in the hospital, Mom, I don't think I'll ever play baseball again. And she goes, why is that? I go, well, Mom, there's never been a Division I baseball player to ever play with a prosthetic leg. Without question or hesitation, she said, so, there always has to be a first. Why not you? That was all I needed. Matthew chapter 17, verses 20 through 21 say, for I truly tell you, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. She had faith that God was going to move a mountain, and she planted that seed in me. They cut off my leg, but they didn't cut out my heart or my drive. I had trained my whole life to play baseball. It is my dream. But a dream without work is just that, a dream. I had to have a plan. I started building a team around me, but to be a part of it, you had to share in my faith and in our plan. My plan isn't about just being a Division I baseball player or a Major League Baseball player anymore. It is about doing what many say is the impossible. It is to show people whatever you're going through is part of God's plan. And in his timing, he is going to make it happen if it is for you. We are all going through something. Mine is losing a leg. For many, it's something that you can't even see. A broken marriage, a school that didn't accept you, or a family member being diagnosed with cancer. Psalms 23, verse 4 is often quoted, and people say with passion, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. We feel feel ourselves closest to God in the valley, and this is when we draw closer to Him. Because it also says in Psalms 23, He is also with you in the green pastures and besides quiet waters. In all situations, God is with us. (laughs) It is what gives me comfort, knowing He is here for me. Knowing He loves me and has chosen me to to do things to show his miraculous ways to the world is my peace. So what am I doing now? Am I going to play this year is what many people ask me. I'm definitely pre- prepared for that moment for sure. I spent the first half of 2023 learning how to walk again. I got my prosthetic in the end of 2022, but it did not fit very well at all. However, God had already had a plan in place. My mom who started updating on Facebook pretty early on about my accident, and my rehab, uh, just for the people back here just to know what was going on. But her post started getting shared, then picked up by a lot of websites, news stations, and even newspapers. Two men by the name of Bob Babbitt and Eric Cochran reached out knowing for me to live my dream I would need the right people, equipment, and definitely the right mindset. Bob, who runs a foundation called the Challenge Athletes Foundation, and Eric, who's a filmmaker, has made a movie on a high schooler who played baseball that had all all four limbs amputated. They wanted to put me with a prosthetist who works with strictly high-level athletes. They gave me a grant to get a prosthetic that was more useful for running and playing baseball. CAF has played a big part in my recovery on and off the field. They provided a grant for me and my family to go to the Houston Astros game to throw out their first pitch. I have been to many running clinics with many Paralympians. They have flown me to New York City twice. The first time, I got interviewed by Major League Baseball Network. The second time, I was a speaker for a big gala event in the Hamptons. Eric is constantly coming to Greenville to shoot videos of me and my recovery to produce a documentary at some point. They are two people that constantly look for people who use tragedy for good. God placed them in my life, not by chance. He placed them in my life for me to have a platform to inspire others, to show them what was meant for bad, that God turned for good. Amen. I was cleared in August by the team physician to fully rejoin the team. I was in full participation and practice with the team in the fall. I didn't plan the fall exhibition games due to me still learning movement, which has really increased over the past two to three months. I had some of my bats in practice where I saw live pitching for the first time in, since May of 2022. I'm still working out six to seven days a week in the weight room, hitting daily, running with a trainer in all hopes of being able to see some game time this spring. I had my exit meeting before Christmas with our head coach, Coach Gowen, in which he told me that I'll officially be on the 40-man roster this spring. My plan for 2024 outside of baseball is to start a foundation to help disadvantaged, injured people get back in the game of life. I hope to provide resources to those who think there is no hope for them. I am still the same Parker who grew up here. I still love God, my family, friends, and the game of baseball. People have asked me repeatedly, are you mad that God allowed this to happen to you? They remind me of all the time I spent for me to get a scholarship to end up losing my leg. But God didn't allow this to happen to me, but for me. A quote that I love is, what is for me will not pass by me. If me playing baseball again is for me, it will happen. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 22 says, at the right time, God will make it happen. It has allowed me to prioritize my life, to make sure that I always put God first. God's plan for me are so much more bigger than a game. He lets me use my abilities to play the game to open doors not for only me, but for others as well. I have met kids who are amputees who love baseball. I am not just playing for me, but for (laughs) other amputee baseball players I have met who dream of playing in college. I now have the opportunity to go and speak and encourage people going through the exact same moments that I went through. I I am there to show them that your life is not over, that it's just getting started. On August 4th of 2022 was the day that my leg was amputated. Coincidentally, that was the day that Preacher Paul had arranged a prayer vigil for me at Scotland High School. I was told that nine people were saved that night. That's God using moments to put us closer to him. Romans chapter 8 verse 18 says, For I considering that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the glory that is being revealed to us. God used me to reveal his glory. I ask you, if you do not have a relationship with God, please start one. Don't wait. He wants to use you too. Psalms 34 verse 10 says, Those who seek God will lack no good thing. He is just waiting for you to seek him. He is already there. At this time, I would like to invite um, Pastor Tim to come back up here, and I want to have an opportunity just to call to the ordering to have more life saved, like just like mine was six years ago. Um, God's really using each and every one of you in your own stories to uh, promote his kingdom and to fulfill that. So at this time, uh, please give it up for Pastor Tim.
4: Wow. Y'all show Parker some love while he's headed down, would you? If you don't mind, you've been sitting a while. How about, how about just standing up if you're able? <laughs> I met Parker one time shortly after my wife and I moved back to Laurenburg two and a half years ago. We had, a, we had a men's breakfast, and one of the coaches from the baseball team was coming to give a devotional to our guys that day. And several of the guys on the baseball team came with him. Parker was one of those. And uh, just talking to Preacher Paul and some of the guys after, and they were telling me different guys are at the table where the baseball team players were sitting and, and addressing some of those guys and their life and their testimony and their faith in God and what great young men they were. And Parker was one of those that was highlighted in that conversation. So Parker, that night we had that uh, prayer vigil at St. Andrew's High School. I was there. And we're so glad for what God is doing in your life. And I'm just gonna reciprocate something you said, sir. And I want everybody in here, and I want everybody out there to hear closely what I'm saying. What the enemy of your soul means for your harm, God, the Almighty, the Sovereign God will turn it around for your good, and let's just go ahead, let's go ahead and talk facts just a minute because some people could say, well, if God was sovereign, why didn't he keep that from happening? Let me tell you something, folks. God can see way down the road past what you can ever see or think or imagine. And God's got a plan for every one of us in here that is bigger than any dream you could ever have for your own life. And can I just, can I give you one word that I like to associate with God? This is it right here trust. You can trust God. You know how I know that? Because the Bible tells us that before the world was ever made, before the first man was ever created, before the first sin in that man's life doomed us all to the curse of sin and death, the Bible tells us, the apostle Peter said these words, that before the foundations of the world were laid, Christ was the Lamb. That was slain. So what that means is before there was ever a problem, Jesus had already said, I'm going to come and be the solution. So you know what? Whether you like it or not, God loved you before you were you. And he loved you enough to die for you on a cross. He loved you enough to give his life and he loved you enough to shed his blood, to wash away your sin, to be your sacrifice, to be your redeemer, to pay the price that he didn't want you to have to pay. And Parker, I do believe if he loved me that much enough to come and die for me 2,000 years ago in that nasty, gruesome death, then whatever he allows to happen in my life today, I can trust him in the process. Can you trust him tonight? Do you know him as your personal savior? Parker said a while ago, just a moment ago, that if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, with the Lord God, start one. You know what? We start that by saying, Lord, I come to you. I acknowledge I need you and I submit and humble myself to you and I need you to come in here and change my circumstances but more than that I need you to change me from the inside out the outside I'll give you some time to work on because I'm going to trust you in that process but Lord I'm a sinner in need of a Savior And can I tell you, there's one thing worse than your life being messed up on this life in this planet in this realm, and that would be for you to die lost. Because folks, whether you like it or not, the Bible's been around before you were born. It'll be around after you're dead. And it tells us this fact. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And the whole purpose of the cross is was to pay your access. Not just when you die to get to heaven, but to pay, to pay your access so you can walk and talk with the same God that Parker's read his scriptures, of those scriptures that have encouraged him over his journey in the last couple of years. You can walk with that same God. You don't have to sit out there and say, man, I wish my faith could be like Parker's because you know what? Your faith can be like Parker's. Your faith can be like preacher Paul. Pastor Mel Pass, Pastor Woody, these other pastors I know in this room, Pastor Don, Pastor Lee. You know what? Because God's no respecter of persons. I've got four kids and six grandkids, and I love them all beyond words. Not one more than the other. I love them. And let me tell you something. God loves you. His love's already maxed out. You can't make him love you anymore. You can't do anything bad to make him love you any less so I wonder if there's anybody in this room tonight you can say in your heart man what Parker talked about I wish I could walk with God like that then I'm going to ask you to pray a prayer with me right now to open the door to your own heart and allow Christ to come in would you close your eyes and bow your heads with me for a moment if you want to pray that prayer if you want to initiate kick start open the door of your heart to allow Christ to come in I'm going to ask you to I'm going to pray this prayer but I'm going to pray it real slow because before you repeat it after me I want you to think about it in your mind I want you to think about it in your heart so if you would pray this prayer Christ will come into your life and the devil's going to tell you Pastor Tim is lying to you it can't be that easy let me tell you something guys Jesus already took it all It is that easy because there's a blood-stained cross and there's an empty tomb and that empty tomb is there because Jesus rose on the third day and if that tomb is empty, anything is possible. So if you want to put your trust and your faith in Christ tonight, pray this with me. My Father, who is in heaven, God, I believe tonight in fact, I know I need you. And Lord, I open my heart. All of the stuff that has happened in my life, you've been in control of it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And Lord, whatever happens in the future, tonight I am opening my life to you. I humble myself before you and I ask you to be my Lord to be my Savior wash away my sin make me the person that you want me to be show yourself strong in my life I surrender I submit to your Lordship Jesus Christ, King of all kings and Lord of all lords. Open my eyes so I can see you. Open my ears so I can hear you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Preacher Paul's coming. If you prayed that prayer, you didn't have to scream it. You didn't have to shout it even if you whispered it under your own breath. But if you prayed that prayer, I want you to know tonight, Jesus has started a fresh, brand new you. A brand new you on the inside. If you believe it tonight, show him some love.
0: to, I want to do something, and I'll explain why I'm doing it in a minute but tonight you gave your life to the Lord I would ask you to raise your hand I see that hand I see those hands and I want you to do me a a, a great big favor it's going to be a little bit of boldness in your part I want you to come down here and come across the front and go out that back door right there that side door, that lovely woman is waving her hand. And I want you to go over there and go give you a gift. And Parker's going to come over there and greet you for just a few minutes. He's got to get back, but he told me he wouldn't mind doing that. Or I dreamed that one. So if that's you and you gave your life to the Lord tonight, recommitted or first time, I want you to come up here and follow Parker. And anyone else in that family wants to go with them over there. You guys that raised your hand, come on down. Anyone else that gave their life to the Lord, please come down so we can follow up with you. It's very important. We may be seated for just a minute. If you're a pastor that supports our ministry by I come to your church or you feed the team or whatever, I want you to do me a favor and stand up. I want you to look at these these gentlemen this is just a small part of the body of Christ coming together to make a difference. So let's give them a clap. Well, I asked somebody, asked me how long we'd be, and I said we'd be done by eight. So we did good, did we? Well, you stand to your feet, and let's have a. Prayer. Don't forget you can go by the table. Uh, if, you're, if you're a person that he'll be through, they'll be through in just a minute. Once again, Northview, thank you for hosting this great event. And uh, I love y'all so much. And Ms. Police, you, you always my mama. <laughs> Let us pray. Father God, we just thank you for this night that you've made. We thank you for the ones that gave their life to you we we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus the Lord I ask you to let these people go home get them home safely I ask you to touch Parker and the ones that are going back to Greenville tonight give them travel mercies, be with them every step of the way and Father God I announce right now that Parker Bird will be playing second base for East Carolina not because of us but because of you I believe that I believe he'll get a hit I believe he'll hit that ball so hard nobody will be able to catch it because it's going to have the power of Jesus Christ behind it. And I don't know about you, but let's just give him the greatest praise offer ever. (laughs) Once again, thank you. Good night. We love you. God bless you.